What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 152 this week, featuring my guest uh, Matthew Edward of the Pasadena Band. Uh, they've been a staple here in Maryland for well over a decade, and uh, been releasing music off and on uh, since about 2008. Uh, they recently started doing some reunion shows after taking a break for a few years. So I want to talk to Matthew about that, and uh, also about his solo stuff, which he goes under the stage name Matthew Edward Butterfly, and I dropped the links to that and um, some of Pasadena's stuff in the episode notes, so you should be able to find it. Uh, we had a fun conversation, just kind of about uh, Pasadena's start back in the day, uh, Joey Harkham, of course, uh, Matt's input on songwriting. And uh, I featured Matt's song, Gone Cold, as well as Pasadena's track, Cultivate. Um, both are on the episode here. One's at the beginning and one is at the end. And uh, you can find them anywhere you listen to music. Um, you can check out Pasadena's next show specifically, uh, which will be October 9th at uh, Rehoboth Alehouse, live on the mile. Um, so that should be a good time. Um, as always, thanks for supporting local music and uh, local community. Definitely appreciate it. Um, the part-time Rockstar Fest that we just did uh, last weekend in Pennsylvania was great. I want to thank everybody for coming out for that and thank Phantom Power, uh, my buddy Will and buddy Alex for helping me as well as my dad and my uncle. It was a good time, I think, for everybody. And uh, hopefully we'll do it again. Um, in other personal news and notes, um, this Friday I'll be at Zen West, and then Saturday at the Ellicott City Main Street Music Festival at 1 o'clock. We got the early set. Again, that'll be with my band, The Hollow Truth. Um, only other thing to mention maybe in this conversation is uh, Matt brought up um, a music video for Five Shots In, which was done by uh, Part-Time Rockstar Productions. Um, at the time of the conversation, it was not out, but it is definitely out now. And that's by the Big Laird Band. And uh, thanks again to uh, my new friend Ashley for jumping in there and starring in the video with my friend Mike. But um, yeah, other than that, I just got to mention uh, Truly Strings is the sponsor of this show. And uh, is definitely the greatest guitar shop in all the land, at least in between Baltimore and Washington. So if you're looking for a luthier, check out Truly Strings on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, without too much further ado, we'll get to the conversation with Matt. I don't understand your mindset. You said it's not our time yet. But every clock stopped that moment that our eyes met. My world won't spin no more. Nothing to give no more. You took my heart into a place that's never been before. But now I'm only lost. All that you told me false. I'll pass my split, but I admit that I still hope they cross. This cut never heals. Don't want to live without it. The feeling is too real. Why would you ever doubt it? Our satisfaction dies when every dream is on hold Stuck in between but I'm redeemed when the song flows You welcome me but I don't feel like I belong though Found the boundaries but scared to reach beyond those I broke the barrier, you nearly broke my jawbone Now I'm all alone, no one can touch me like I've gone rogue We're at the crossroads and ain't nowhere to run Ain't nowhere to hide, I'm gonna miss yeah. you by uh, Nice to meet you again Likewise uh, Virtually uh, this yeah, time right. But uh but yeah, thanks for coming on and taking the time to chat for a minute. Um, 
This is just a little pet project of mine I've been working on, and that's kind of how I met uh, Joey initially and okay. uh, some people around town just doing this stuff. Sweet. So, welcome on the show. Figure we could talk yeah. about Pasadena or anything else you've been up to that you want to talk about. Yeah, much. thanks for having me. You can talk about all of it, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you have any side projects as well. It seems like a lot of, you know, most people probably do, but um, I know basically last time, was your last show still at Secrets with Pasadena? With, yeah, uh, so we did Secrets uh, almost a month ago now, and then yeah. we, we've got another show coming up in, in about, um, at Rehoboth Ale House in uh, Delaware. Nice. So that's gonna be another Pasadena show. I do yeah. I do a bunch of solo stuff as well. Like I'll do some open mics and some short sets every once in a while of my own like solo yeah. rap songs. Um, but right now the main focus is really just working with Pasadena stuff and you know putting out my own music from time to time. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I figure we kind of get the the lowdown on Pasadena. I mean, I gotta say um, I'm probably pretty a pretty new fan. You know, I didn't okay. uh, necessarily grow up listening to you guys um gotcha i'm also yeah. 32 so i'm in sort of a weird age bracket i feel like okay for, yeah. for your normal fan of your band but um i think i got introduced to you really through joey's music uh his solo okay. stuff um yeah. and that's kind of how you that and then i also my main question was going to be you guys kind of hadn't been playing as many shows recently in past years right yeah, so, so in 2017, the band kind of disbanded and, right. and people went their separate ways. And yeah. we did we did one reunion show in 2019, and then we decided uh, in 2021, last year, to do another one. And then when we were doing rehearsals and stuff, we were all having a lot of fun and yeah. enjoying ourselves. And we started talking about, well, maybe we should do more shows. And uh, so then it kind of turned into, all right, well, let's play, you know, see if we can book three or four different gigs each year. Because um, we have a lot of fans uh, up in Buffalo that really want to hear music and yeah. um, a lot of fans all over Maryland and a couple other markets that are really interested in here in Pasadena again. And so we decided to just, uh, you know, try and play a few shows a year and uh, just see what happens. It's been fun. It's been great, like, getting back into it. Nice. Yeah, I definitely uh, don't want to get political or band political or anything like that but i mean obviously i heard like joey's take on it um in, in an interview that i did with him and i know that's kind of why he went solo i guess um a yeah. few years ago or whatever but i didn't know if there was any hard feelings or anything like that he seemed like he was you know equally interested in both um yeah yeah so, so I, I, to be honest i i wasn't there at the end um yeah. i was in the band from like 2003 to 2010 and then the band kept touring and, and did gotcha. a couple more albums after that after i left and so i would come back out because i'm still living in baltimore i'm still local so whenever there was a big local show i would usually yeah. come out for those but i wasn't touring and i wasn't like wasn't contributing on any of the albums or anything um so i don't really know exactly how yeah. everything progressed at the end and how everything unfolded but uh, uh, it's been great with the, the core group that we have now with Joey and Joey Mitchell and Will Finley and Corey Street. Um, yeah. The five of us uh, really get along well and have a lot of fun playing these shows so far. Yeah, it looked like it, man. The, the Seekers one was good. 
for sure. Oh, yeah, that it was, was a lot of fun. Pretty much sold yeah. out, I think. I mean, that was packed house. Um, it was fun putting a little a little video for you guys together and getting more into that stuff. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I was really, I was really put towards music um i was playing like piano and violin and saxophone and then um when i got to high school i was in like a metal band i was playing guitar and playing bass a little bit and um the funny part is like we we had this metal band and then we like at one point we we kicked out our singer and we were looking for a new singer and we got this new singer that i kind of known earlier from like middle school and high school a little bit and uh, it was actually Aaron Hooper, who's the original bass player from Pasadena. So we, we had been in a metal band where he was the vocalist and I was the bass player. And then like years later, we would be in Pasadena together. I was the vocalist and he was the bass player. So it was like a little role reversal. Yeah. But uh, like about a year or two after high school, um, I, had, I had a house. It was kind of a party house. And I let Joey Harkum move into the basement. And yeah. so he lived in my basement for a little while, and we made we made some songs together. Mm. And a little bit before that, with him and Aaron and our friend Ben, and they were playing just like random house parties and stuff. And then I started rapping on a few of the songs, and it slowly kind of snowballed into an actual career for a little while. It was yeah. it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we didn't we were very uh, uh, very late about coming up with things like a band name so it was kind of just like oh those are those boys from Pasadena and then so people yeah. just started calling us Pasadena we, we didn't actually come up with a band name it was kind of just uh, cool yeah it's cool um, so yeah the, it's kind of dropping in and out a little bit but I think we're we're working here good enough to get a recording um, okay cool the Wi-Fi was maybe a little spotty there for a second, but I think I got most of it. Oh, uh, okay. But, um, but yeah, it's kind of funny, Joey, moving into your basement or whatever. And uh, then you guys, guess, put that initial record together. Was it actually called Sick and Tired? Or um, Yeah, so the very first album uh, was Sick and Tired. Right. We, we also had a, a EP before that. Um, I think we recorded the, the EP in like 2005 or 2006 maybe. And yeah. It had four songs on it. Um, we're actually working right now to get that EP back onto Spotify and all the streaming sites. Nice. It got take, taken down a few years ago, but we were able to to find some of the original files and the original artwork from it, and so we're working to get that back on there. Um, but yeah, the Sick and Tired album we recorded in 2008, and we had a we had a big uh, album release party at the Record Theater in Towson, and. Yeah. It was it was a good time, man. We were all really focused on just trying to make something new and something fun and something interesting, and uh, I think it really came together well. Yeah, yeah, definitely a classic album. I think around here, you know, in these parts for sure. Um, how far did you guys end up taking it, like getting out on the road or anything like that? I mean, did you yeah, so go up and down the East Coast a bit or? Yeah, it was. We started playing shows around town in Baltimore um, throughout like 2003, 2004, and then starting like 2005, 2006, we started focusing on trying to get out of town a little bit more. And we would play, you know, like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday type thing. We would go through Pennsylvania or different parts of Virginia yeah. or North Carolina, and then 
eventually we we started getting a lot of fans um, throughout like New Jersey and upstate New York and a lot in Florida. So, I mean, we had a lot of friends in St. Augustine that would, that would bring us down and set us up with shows and gigs and nice. stuff. So, yeah, we started playing throughout like 2007, 2008, playing a lot of East Coast stuff. Um, we would go out for usually like three, four weeks, sometimes a little bit more than a month. But we would always um, try to play as many nights as possible. Sometimes it's not always possible to play on like a Tuesday night, you know. So yeah. we would we would play usually five or six nights a week while we were out on the road and uh, just try to make as many new fans as we could and try to just get better and better at what we were doing. And uh, it worked out really well. We made a lot of good friends in, in Seaside Heights, New Jersey, and a lot of good friends yeah. in Buffalo and um, like St. Augustine, like I said, and it's uh it was it was quite a journey going yeah, up I mean, and down and then after after i left the band in 2010 they started booking out west a little bit more and uh then they were playing more more markets in you know colorado and they started playing uh south by southwest in texas and yeah. playing a lot of stuff in california uh, but when i was there we were mainly just stuck on the east coast playing as many east coast shows as, as we could yeah nice i mean Seems like it shows that it worked because I mean you guys are still uh, still got fans coming out from all over the place. So definitely, yeah, it's been really great. So like we we didn't really play very many shows for almost five years. We just had one reunion show in the middle of like a five year period, and yeah. uh, since then people have been really excited to to come back out and see the band again. So that's been really it's been a great surprise. Yeah, I almost wonder if the break kind of helps in a way, like builds up a little, uh, you know. Yeah, time I can definitely excited. see that. Yep. Yeah, it's been like not not being around for a while. People miss you, and then at the same time, uh, you know, the pandemic really makes yeah. people having people locked down for so long made people thirsty for live music. Oh yeah, for sure. Did uh, you guys end up either while you were in the band um, end up sneaking on any like HF festivals or anything kind of big like that back in the day? Uh, we did play one of the HF festivals when it uh, when it moved to Merriweather. Okay. We played the side stage. We played one year when uh, Flogging Molly was playing and Aver Brothers were playing. Those were like the two headliners that year at Merriweather. Yeah. And uh, that was really cool. Like we we were, I, th- I feel like it was, we may have been the headliner on the side stage, but we we played like six or seven p.m. on the side stage and then got to uh, go hang out on the main stage. It was really exciting being able to see Flogging Molly and Ava Brothers like from yeah. backstage. That, yeah, that was a really great experience. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, were there any other festivals that stood out or any other? <clears throat> I feel like actually most people might be interested to know like what venues in Baltimore stood out to you, like some of those older ones that like aren't around anymore. Yeah, Sonar was Sonar was, was really our spot for a long time. I was time. thinking that one, yeah, because I missed yeah. that place. Yeah, we started playing Sonar probably like 2005, and then we were able to start headlining our own gigs at Sonar sometime in like 2006, 2007, and that was kind of like our home base. We had yeah. um, we had Sonar in Baltimore. Um, we would also play a whole lot at, at a little dive bar called the Red House Tavern. Yeah. Uh, we would we would do their open mics on Tuesday and and all hang out there. And then in Annapolis, we would always play at the Whiskey. That was the big one in Annapolis that we really loved. Yeah. Um, both of those are gone now, Sonar and the Whiskey. 
It's yeah. crazy to think about all the different shows and all the different memories there, and, and neither one exists anymore. Yeah, do you have any, like, <clears throat> general memories on, like, the first headlining show there at Sonar? Like, were you guys pumped up, you know, to have kind of... Yeah, absolutely. We, yeah, because we, we were playing the smaller room at first at Sonar that was, yeah. I think, had, like... You could put, like, 200 people in there, and that was really fun. And then eventually we... We booked a show in the middle of the summer with with us and Bond and Bentley and a bunch of other of the local bands that we were really close friends with, and yeah. I think it, I think we called it Summer Jam or something along the lines of that. But we were able to put it in the big room at Sonar that held like a thousand people, and I I think we ended up getting like eight or nine hundred people in there, and that was like a great feeling because we were we were still like. 22 23 years old and to just see that many fans come out to hear your music at that age it's it was a pretty special feeling yeah that's that's awesome man i always uh equate it now to like if you've ever played the game guitar hero um or kind of know of it but it's funny when you start out in the game you're playing the backyard parties right eventually you work your way up to like a small venue to a a bigger venue to an amphitheater to like a whole thing so i always joke yeah anytime you get to play like one of those slightly bigger deals it's like hey we got to the next level in guitar hero this is awesome yep. yeah it's, <laughs> it's a huge deal it's a huge yeah. deal especially when you're when you're doing something that you really care about and you really love and then to see it grow like that it's it's really important yeah. and like the the album release for sick and tired at the record theater that was another one of those shows that that was really unforgettable because it was the first time we had headlined at the record theater and we were able to sell out the record theater and it was just such a fantastic night for us um the show was just really really special for us and it was just a great way to be able to release that album and and have as many people as we could come in and listen to this new album that we had Um, another another place that that i always really loved playing was uh there was a sort of like a little um, farm festival called Jam of the Dam that our buddy Pirate Rob would put on. Nice. And um, it was like a camp out festival, and we would play there each summer, and that was a lot of fun too. Yeah, man. That's um, honestly, I'm trying to do stuff like that even now in the the modern age with this podcast. Put together little things like that, but um, I guess maybe you might even I don't know might be sick and tired of. You're in sick and tired, but um, do you, <laughs> do you uh, remember like the first time like Joey, you know, brought out some of those songs or that song in particular? And do you think it was, or do you remember thinking like, oh, this is a good song, or thinking like, eh, whatever? Like, well, yeah, I, I don't know. remember specifically the first time I I heard it, but yeah. I do have like a lot of vivid memories of that whole era, and it was it was definitely for me it was a huge stepping stone and a huge like period of growth because I was, yeah. you know, I was invited to join the band and like as full time in like 2005 and start playing all the shows before then it was just like, I would come to the shows randomly and, and rap my verses or whatever. But then I got invited to, to be in the band full time and being in a band with somebody as talented as Joey Harkham, it really makes you step your game up and like focus on what you're doing and how you're doing it. And so hearing him, the the you know that first few times that he started playing Sick and Tired, and we're hearing it, and like yeah. he's playing it at at our local spot, Summers, where we would go every single Monday night. He would play acoustic every Monday with our friend Ray Roden, and uh, he would play it. And you know, within the first 
week or two of him playing that song, everyone in the bar, all of our friends knew every single word <laughs> of that song. Nice. And we would, everybody would be singing at the top of their lungs. And it was, it was really an incredible feeling to see somebody that, that I really enjoy and that I really care about, like just become such like a, a masterful songwriter. Cause that is like such an yeah. amazing song. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just figured you could also talk about any other songs on that album back in the day that kind of stood out to you or you felt like you had a part in. I mean, I, I know you even got a, a tune on there, like you mentioned, called St. Augustine, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah, that's a good, that's a really good one. Um, the love songs are always really special when, when Joey writes a love song. One that, that I really love that um, we don't play it often, but we, we, we play it sometimes. There's a song called Cultivate. And it's a it's a little yeah. bit slower, but it's got a really important message, um, just about unity, and just about connecting with other people and cultivating positivity in the world rather than negativity. And it's it's always been one that I've loved performing, and uh, I think it was really special on the album. We asked a friend of ours named Johnny Sax to come and play saxophone on the song, and I think it really worked out really beautifully i mean it it ended up very very long it's like a seven minute song but uh it's a really great song so i could actually feature that on this episode if you wanted um it's totally up to you that'd be great yeah Um, that's a good one and then also if you have any uh new stuff even too i'm happy to slap that on there as well but um oh absolutely uh but yeah the classics are always good to go with um definitely it it was cool getting to see you guys play i mean I think what's cool is, you know, I don't know if it sounds funny, but, you know, you guys are one of, like, the grandfather bands, maybe, now. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and, like, it's cool that you guys, like, have cultivated um, the scene so well, almost, like, single-handedly between, in a way, like, you and uh, and Howie, Ballyhoo, um, have kind of, like, you know, spawned all these other bands and, like, also simultaneously kind of kept the message going. You know, like like you're saying, like the positive message seems to um, kind of bleed over into a lot of the other local bands around here, which is great, you know, like, and then even like Joey's, you know, current solo stuff that he's doing, I still listen to that all the time because it's motivating, man. Like he's still, yeah, kind of keeps absolutely positive message at the forefront. That's something, that's something that was always important to us is to not make, you know, disposable music or forgettable music but to make things that that matter and to speak the truth i mean the truth as we see it our perspective of the truth but to to speak and express ourselves in a way that you know can have some sort of positive influence on people um whether that's you know something momentary just to take their mind off of what's going on in life or to give them a new perspective and a little perhaps a little bit of wisdom that they can use in life and i do think it's really important that we were able to you know create so many so many fans and like so many memories with different people and to have those like ripples in the pond slowly spread and to influence other musicians and other people um working on different different pieces of art and things like that i think that is really important yeah man hell yeah I, uh, I also just noticed that on Spotify there is a uh, full live album that you guys have at the Whiskey. So yeah, I, yeah. I didn't realize that that Whiskey was uh, Annapolis. 
yeah, that was the whiskey on West Street in Annapolis, and uh, it shut down maybe six or seven or eight years ago, and now there's yeah. a Taco Bell there. <laughs> the building's, building's completely gone. It's a Taco Bell. Yeah. So gotcha. I'd love to, like, I would love to try and throw, like, a, a whiskey-themed music festival in the Taco Bell parking lot, see if they'd let us do that sometime. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Get it sponsored. Um, yeah. Are you guys uh, talking about any uh, new songs ever? Or is it still mostly just jamming on the old ones, getting ready for shows? Or uh, I mean... Yeah, there's there's been a little bit of interest in, in making some new material. And I think it's I think it'll happen eventually. It's kind of just um, everybody's just really busy. We're old, you know. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's got jobs and, and lives and wives and kids yeah. and stuff. And so I think there's definitely some interest in it and I do think it'll happen eventually, but there's nothing, uh, nothing imminent right now. Yeah. Um, but we can talk about your stuff for a second if you want. Yeah, um, definitely. I for sure. for- forgot to ask what you go by online. Um, yeah. So I use Matthew Edward butterfly as a stage name. Okay. Um, my real name is Matthew Ritchie. That's what people know me as. Um, I also go by Matthew or butterfly in the past I've been known as Soulless Saints and I was in a rap group called Clever in Math so I've had a lot of different monikers over the years and as long as people listen to the music I don't really give a shit what they call me you know <laughs> yeah but yeah my all my songs online are, are under the the moniker of Matthew Ever Butterfly so that's what I go by now as, as a solo artist gotcha and um I was just looking online to see what's out there is it like mostly on Bandcamp or no it's on uh, it's on Spotify Apple Amazon YouTube okay. wherever yeah wherever people want to stream it that's where it should be it should be on all of them right on yeah I found you um sweet so we got yeah I started uh, um yeah go ahead you know I started I started rapping when I was like 15 and had this really amateur rap group with a couple of good friends of mine ron and dave and we were called lockdown and actually the pasadena song ali says if um there's like a part in the song in the first verse where joey's like doing shout outs and stuff and he says this is for the lockdown sound and dj Lee. but the lockdown sound is, was my rap group and like i wasn't even in the band <laughs> when he wrote that so it was like it felt really special yeah. it was like oh wow this dude just shouted us out in the song that's pretty awesome but yeah i was in this rap group when i was 15 and we we rapped a bunch of dumb shit and uh (laughs) then i slowly got a little bit better at rapping and had a a rap mentor named clever one and he told me a lot about writing rhymes and kind of set me up to be a better writer um so i could actually you know coexist on the same on the same song with joey without embarrassing myself um (laughs) And then, yeah, I got into the, the band with Pasadena and was rapping with them for a long time. And then I took a, a hiatus from music. Um, like 2010, I was occasionally doing some live shows once in a while, but really not, not focused on music at all. I went back to school and, and uh, got a career. And then last year, um, I just got this itch to start making music again and kind of forced myself to focus on it. And since uh last fall i've been just very inspired to put out new music and i'm working on new stuff all the time i've got 
you know, a bunch of songs that I've released within the past year and like six or seven more that are, are ready to go right now. And I'm trying to put out, just trying to put out a song every single month and just keep a steady flow of new ideas and new music coming out. And maybe eventually I might start to do some shows or something. But right now it's just about making new stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. I was going to say, you have almost like an album's worth of stuff out now, just uh, over the last year in singles. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it snowballed pretty quick. Was like at first, I was like, all right, well, I can I can make a song, I can make a new song, you know, every few months or whatever. And then the more that I forced myself to write, the more I couldn't stop writing. And so it's just uh, it's got to yeah. be so um, natural right now that uh, a lot of times I write while I'm driving. So anytime I'm on nice. the, in the car, I hear stuff and I start to think about different lyrics and different ways to say different things and you know, if it's an hour-long drive, by the time I get to where I'm going, I've got like almost a whole verse written, and yeah. so it's it it happens really quick, and it's uh it's almost become a lot to keep up with because it was it was easy when it was I was just working on one song at a time, and now yeah. I'm to the point where I've got like six or seven songs all at once that I'm trying to work on, and uh, yeah, I'm just hoping to stick with it and just release as much music as possible, and hopefully people enjoy it. Yeah, it's awesome. And, you know, you're even doing, you know, as the kids say, just releasing the steady content as they're all yeah, right. preaching to each other and yeah. trying to do, which is great. I mean, um, it also just is good to be in the creative space, like, kind of all the time or in a consistent way. Yeah, um, absolutely. Is there any song in particular that you want to talk about or that I could put on this episode that you feel like, you know, just kind of excited about at the moment yeah i'll talk about <clears throat> excuse me yeah i'll talk about the um so the most recent release i have is a song called gone cold yep and it's a it's a little bit of a a breakup song um kind of wrapped up in a road trip metaphor mm. and it was actually sort of an accidental song i was uh there was another band that had asked me if i wanted to you know, submit a verse for this song that they were working on. And I wrote this quick little verse and they were like, yeah, we really like this, but our producer is like, really there. We're just, we decided to go with a, a saxophone solo for that part of the song. And, and that was fine with me. I mean, it, it didn't yeah. hurt my feelings at all. It was something that I wrote pretty quickly because I knew there was a deadline to it, but I really, really liked this verse. And so in my mind, I was like, well, now I got to find something to do with this verse. And so the first verse in the song Gone Cold was written for an entirely different song. And then I went and I found this track produced by, um, oh shit, I'm blanking on the name. I found this track produced, uh, I found this producer online, really liked this song, really liked the guitar loop that he was using, and the verse fit perfectly. And so I had this verse, I had this beat, and I was like, well, I'm, let me make it a whole song. And so it was kind of accidental that I had had these extra lyrics to fit on this thing and then i just you know i had to write a chorus and a couple other verses and it's a song about um you know losing somebody that's really important to you uh but at the same time just recognizing some journeys are meant to end sometimes yeah yeah i know that feeling all too well yeah. i uh spend probably a little too much time writing uh breakup songs in my world yeah but uh i need to start i used to do i used to do a lot of them too yeah i need to start finding some more uh love song 
type deals or something. I don't know. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah. But no, that's cool. I'll definitely get that uh, get that on here so people can check that out, and uh, you know, have her, or uh, help get the word out ever so slightly that uh, you are releasing songs. Uh, you know, every month or oh, so. Yeah. Appreciate so that's that. Cool. Um, do you also have socials to go along with that? Like something people should follow. Like uh, I do. Yep, I'm on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at Matthew Edward Can't Lose. All right. Cool. Yeah, and then also since it's a podcast, I um they put a little description um in the episode when you find it on Apple or Spotify. So okay. people should Sweet. be able to like click your links if they're interested and uh, dive it in. Um, so nice. I'll try to That's slap awesome. those uh, on there, and people can hopefully give you a follow, as well as um, Pasadena, of course. But I feel like if they're listening to this, then they uh, probably are already <laughs> right. Following. They know Pasadena, yeah. Yeah, probably <laughs> yeah. keeping tabs on Pasadena pretty good, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that's awesome. Um, so you said the next show is coming up uh, pretty much around next the corner show here. Is um, Sunday, October 9th. We're going to be uh, Sunday, October 9th. Pasadena is going to be playing at Rehoboth Ale House on the Mile. It's at uh, 20859 Coastal Highway, Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. It's The so show starts at 8 o'clock, and it's an all-ages show. Tickets are available on the Rehoboth Ale House website. Sweet. Yeah, I'll definitely slap that on here, too. Um, Appreciate that. But, yeah, um, were there any, like feel like quick shout outs maybe things you might want to mention something that we glazed over or didn't get to like either people or places or studios or i don't know friends frenemies anything like that yeah for sure i mean a huge part of our whole pasadena family was my best friend rob norton and the free state workshop so if anybody is unfamiliar with Free State Workshop, check them out on YouTube and check out the Free State Workshop website. Um, lots of great content on the YouTube page from back in the day. We used to play a lot of a lot of songs um, up in his studio and just recording random stuff. And he's got a ton of good videos on there from the the glory days of Pasadena family. Yeah. Nice. It, that's not still operational then. Um, it is. It's just uh, you know we're older, so yeah, more sparingly. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I know some people around town obviously are still doing the, the YouTube channel thing. You know, pretty hard trying to keep right. up with uh, all yeah. the, all that's going around just uh, now in, in the current age, I guess. Yeah. Um, but so I wasn't sure. Always trying to help people out if they got a little business, a little side project going. Definitely. Yeah. Right on. Well, yeah, I appreciate you um, taking the time here. I'll definitely get this uh, episode edited up and out on the airwaves. So hopefully friends or fans can, you know, check it out. Maybe get a laugh out of it. Who knows? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. Hopefully uh, we cross paths here sometime soon. I'll try to make it out to the next show maybe. Um, Definitely. Oh, did you, you did a video for somebody called Big Laird Band? Yeah. Is that video out somewhere? Is that on YouTube or something? The video itself is not quite out yet. Okay, gotcha. Um, right now, it's almost like two videos because Kensington Studio Sessions um, did the video. It's the live video, and then I'm editing the, um, the actual music video portion. 
Oh, okay, cool. And um, yeah, I should also mention that I'm in that band too. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. So, yeah, I know the actress uh, Ashley that was in the music video. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know who was out. I wanted to see what it what it what it turned out to be. Yeah. So we weren't al- our agreement with uh, Kensington was we weren't going to release it until uh, tomorrow or <laughs> okay. wow. something like that. I think the 30th yeah. was what we agreed on, and I'm still a little behind on editing. Gotcha. Um, okay. So probably won't be out for at least a week or two. But um, but yeah, no, it's funny you know about that because, uh, yeah, she was cool. She definitely helped us out. Yeah, nice. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And if you guys ever need, uh, if you're ever looking for, you know, a freelance shooter or anything, I studied media and film in college. I used to work for uh, Fox 45 Television as a photographer. Oh, wow. um, I don't have any. I don't have any gear anymore. I sold all my gear years ago. But if you ever need somebody extra, extra set of hands that can run a camera, hit me up. Let me know. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm. I'm uh, probably more likely to hit you up for like advice in that world as well gotcha. yeah no worries. um i don't know if you, you saw that the, I don't, yeah i don't know if you saw the video that i put together for you guys after secrets but um that was just me yeah that was good no i really liked it it was uh, i saw the one minute version um i think yeah that's all it really was okay gotcha yeah it turned out really well and Thanks. i liked uh did you do the one for harbor boys at secrets yeah yeah, that one was really good, too. I like that a lot. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. They were getting the crowd with the old squirt gun there. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so, that was a fun one. But, um, yeah. but yeah, man. Um, I'll definitely let you know when this thing's ready to go and send it over to you so you can share it. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. All right, sounds good. Thanks for your time. Yeah, you too. All right, Bye. later. So yeah, I want to thank Matt for coming on the show and thank you for listening. The song that you're hearing in the background is called Cultivate by Pasadena. See you next week.
I'm trying to say I'll bleed for my brothers and fight for my sisters Cause we're prisoners in this life together One voice is just a whisper I never accept that bitter taste If we could cultivate they fear us Amplify our motivated voice Until, until the, the heavens hear us What appears to be a problem is the true solution Communication is the means But that's not what the youth is using Let's stand side by side It's like we're each one piece of sand And you can't build a beach with one grain This is our plan So shake the man's hand standing next to you you know he's working hard, he's just trying to make it And the women in this room, they are so wonderful They are breathtaking and without him, we would die from lack of motivation There is a struggle we are facing, but we are not the problem We're a dying generation We are the future of this nation We have the numbers, but we lack communication And I'm so glad we are together I'm so glad it that much easier And the question is What's the question, what's the question? Are you better? Are you better off left alone? Are you better? Are you better off left alone? So you can tell me I'm no different And I tell you that you're right Cause we do what we do best And that's drink, fucking fight but when we shine, man, that shit is out of sight At first glance, you think it's everlasting life And I'm so glad we are together I'm so glad Makes it that much easier And the question is What's the question, what's the question? Are you better? Or are you better off left alone? Are you better? Alone. So you can tell me this is living And I tell you that you're wrong The only time I feel alive is when I'm singing the song. And now I wanna roll with no one in sight I feel the night begin to break And I realize this is life I can't escape it My insights are all I have left And all I've ever wanted Is to keep my people free from their death I'm, I'm never running. running I'll be here to catch you when you fall And in the end I help with problems Whether large or small I'm here to lend a hand So every man can cultivate Just motivate your peers And put an end to all the Hate, just cultivate. We need to cultivate So easily be complicated We need to cultivate So easily be complicated